Hi everyone, Wendy Dickinson here at Grow Counseling. I'm a licensed psychologist and we are a counseling practice in Metro Atlanta. We have four offices spread out throughout the city and we have developed a podcast uh, to help during this time of quarantine and uncertainty and coronavirus and financial crisis and all the things. So I've asked a couple of our therapists to come on and just share with us some thoughts about um, their experiences, what they're talking to clients about, and that's what we're here to do is to share those things with you today. I have asked Ann Sharon, who's one of our therapists out of our Peachtree City office, she also sees some clients in Buckhead, um, to come on and just talk about singleness and isolation during quarantine. So Ann, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Wendy. It's great to be here. You want to tell us a little bit about your caseload, what kinds of specializations you have, just to get started? Sure, thanks. Um, so I specialize in trauma, and I'm trained in EMDR, which is a protocol for treating trauma. And so um, whether it's a one in single incident event or maybe chronic um, trauma from childhood, a lot of my clients also work with couples and work with clients who are um, experiencing mood disorders. Or diagnosis major source. Awesome. So all those things super relevant to our conversation today. I, I've seen a level of crisis. Um, you know, you think about that stress crisis trauma continuum. You know, I think we've mm -hmm. a lot of people have moved from stress to crisis, and we're really trying to help insulate people from moving into the trauma zone. So let's let's get into this topic around um, singleness and isolation. I know that you're single and in um, kind of a, a self-quarantine isolation right now. So let's just start by talking about sort of how is that different for someone who's single versus somebody who's maybe self-isolated with their family and trapped up and cooped in the house with a bunch of people? Sure, sure. So yeah, definitely isolating by yourself is different. I mean, there's some, some positives to it. You know, you have less exposure to virus, people coming and going and you um, have greater toilet paper supply. Always, but, um, always a benefit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely some challenges with um, being isolated and um, by yourself. So it can result in some definite negative and um, physical effects because basically we're hardwired to be social creatures. Yeah. I mean, we, um, our brain it, it instructs us to seek out groups for safety and comfort. And when you're self-isolating by yourself, you know, then you, you don't have that. And a lot of the coping tools that we teach our clients how to deal with stress is through social support and social interactions, and we can't utilize those now. So unfortunately, too much isolation can lead to sadness, restlessness, loneliness, and fear. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, I really have been struck at how different... Uh, this crisis is than others that we've experienced in the, in the history of our, our country. Um, talk a little bit about that. How, how are you seeing this be different in either your life or your, your clients' lives than other crises that we've been through? Sure. Yeah, this one definitely is different. I think in previous crises, you know, whether it's a natural disaster or 9-11, um, you know, afterwards, we've been able to come together and clean up and gather supplies or even rebuild. And there's just that whole sense of camaraderie. Yeah. You know, so and with the connectedness and like, we're doing this together and we're going to, 
going to actually connect rather than disconnect. Yeah, because with, you know, the first thing they said with coronavirus is to self-quarantine or isolate, you know, and then even going into public, there's a certain risk with that because we've been instructed that people who may seem healthy could be carriers of the virus. And so that creates a sense of hypervigilance. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the things I've done some some media interviews this week, and I've been talking about the difference in physical disconnection rather than social disconnection. And obviously, there's some overlap when we would normally mm-hmm. be around each other physically in order to connect. Um, but I really think it's important that we focus on staying relationally connected during this time, because that's really going to insulate us from some of these more long-term negative impacts. Um, What are some of the ways that our either mental or physical health may be impacted by um, this, the distancing and the isolation? Yeah, absolutely. So too much isolation will eventually lead to loneliness, you know, and loneliness has been proven to be in some ways very damaging to our physical and mental health. And so one way is it makes us feel more pessimistic and then eventually it might even lead to skepticism toward people who are trying to help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking earlier about this psychological concept of confirmatory bias where we essentially find what we're looking for. So the classic yeah. example is if you see some an animal floating out on the top of a lake, you don't look for hooves or horns. You look for feathers because you think it might be a duck or you look for a bill, you know? And so we find mm-hmm. what we're looking for. And I think during these times of uncertainty and true fear, there's a lot of fear out there. Um, we, we, if we're not careful, we're looking to find other fear-based symptoms or indicators that things are are bad or getting worse. And so I think we have to really shift that and challenge ourselves to look for things that are more positive so that we start finding those. So I love, I love that yeah. Um, idea. Yeah, absolutely. I talk to my clients about that all the time. You know, what you're looking for, you're going to find. And the additional difficulty for someone who's single is that, you know, they kind of have to figure out how they're going to manage and how they're going to survive and how they're going to, um, procure resources and such by themselves. And so that adds to your stress too. And long-term stress is going to compromise your immune system. It's a great point. So it's really critically important that people are able to manage their stress because otherwise, you know, it can ultimately have some real physical impacts. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's dig into some more kind of practical um, tips for people. What are some ways that we can maintain our health during this time? Great. So first I think we have to be realistic. You know, we've all experienced losses, whether, you know, we have canceled social events or, you know, we're not allowed to come and go as we can please, or maybe you just started dating someone and now you're not sure if that, when you'll be able to see them again. You know, some people have lost income or even their jobs. So just need to greet. You know, feel the feels, we say, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, right. Don't avoid those feelings of disappointment or frustration or anger. This yeah, experience is difficult. We can all give ourselves permission right now to feel sad about some things. Even though we're looking for positive and we're trying to stay hopeful, it would be disingenuous to dismiss that there have been some really hard things and there's some really sad things right now. And there's a sense of grief. So I, I love that. Like going ahead and embracing that, giving yourself permission for that. 
Right. I think we also have to be realistic realistic about how much flexibility we're going to need with all these ever-evolving requests and change. So flexibility is the name of the game right now. You know, things don't look the way they used to. But, you know, different doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means different. That's great. So kind of adjusting your perspective. So you're you're staying um, staying flexible, being realistic. What else? Um, next, I'd say practice acceptance. You know, we're all going to be anxious like we talked about before because life is a little uncertain. And sacrifices that we're being asked to make right now, that can honestly bring out the rebellious teenager in us. And we might want to say, like, no, I don't want to stay at home. Don't tell me what but, to do. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So I think just accept that this is the reality right now. And if you can change your mindset just from I'm being told to do something to I choose to do this to help my community, it makes a big shift. That's great. I love that. What are we choosing to do to help our community, our neighbor, the people we love? That's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah. what else? So and practicing acceptance was your second point. Sure. And then third one is to change your thoughts. The greatest weapon we have against stress is to change our thoughts. So catch those, neg- those negative thoughts, you know, and just focus on what is facts. That's great. You know, while it is reasonable, you have to be concerned about this outbreak, but we have to remember there's many experts who are trying to find a way to contain it, to find a cure, to find, you know, how to treat it. So there's good people working on this now. That's great. There's, I, during times of crisis, I always get in my news feed on Facebook or Instagram over social media, somebody will post the Mr. Rogers quote about looking for the heroes. Yeah. And, and I love yeah. that. You know, it's like, yes, there are, there are some negative things out there, but if we also look for the good, we see heroes who are running towards the fire. They're running towards the disaster. They're running into the hospitals. Um, they're Absolutely. there to help take care of us. So yeah, changing our thoughts, I think is super important. Um, okay, so we have, we have uh, being realistic, flexible, we talked about practicing acceptance, changing our thoughts, staying focused on the facts and being present. Anything else? Um, practicing self-kindness. I mean, these, these are challenges that none of us have ever experienced before. So you, you may lose your patience. You may lose your cool. You may have days when you just want to stay in bed. But, you know, just treat yourself with kindness and, and apply a lot of love and grace the situation. You'll do better tomorrow. That's great. I've been talking to people about how balance is really important and that this isn't a one size fits all situation, right? Like what works for you and what you need may be different than what I need today or right now. And so we have to really be checking in with ourselves and not be measuring ourselves against someone else's, you know, schedule that they've posted on social media or their goal to remodel their entire house while they're at home. (laughs) (laughs) I know as I'm sitting in my closet, I'm going, wow, I really need to clean this place out, but (laughs) it's probably not going to happen this week. (laughs) Yeah, I think getting through it is is, uh, successful just in and of itself. So speaking of getting through it, um, how, what are your thoughts on how singles can manage their feelings of loneliness during this time? Great question. So I've heard this many times. I don't know who said it first, but I'm going to quote it. Social isolation does not mean emotional isolation. So I think we need to go back to our, our elementary school days and engage the buddy system. You know, 
be bold and asking some trusted friends to check in with you each day. I mean, we have to be vulnerable at this time and ask for what we need. We need to hear something besides our own thoughts in our head. So whether you connect via phone or video is even better, or even face-to-face with a good six-foot difference, you know, um, we just need that, that connection to feel like we're not in this alone. That's great. Yeah. I think having that human interaction is really important. There's only so much Netflix you can watch or <laughs> probably the only so many podcasts you can listen to, even though they're helpful, but you do need to Absolutely. the outside world. That's great. What about um, managing the loss of physical touch during this time? Because I, I know that's a big difference for people who are living alone versus people who are quarantined um, maybe with small children uh, who are climbing all over them all the time. True, true. Good point. Yeah, we need that human touch because that releases the hormone oxytocin in your brain, which helps to lower your blood pressure and calm your racing thoughts. So when you are isolating by yourself, you know, you don't have that. I mean, I've heard so many people say, gosh, I will never underestimate the value of a handshake or a hug. Mm-hmm. So some ways that you can do that when you're on your own is, if you have a pet, spend some time petting your animal. Um, and also, this might be a good time for you to consider, if you don't have a pet, fostering a pet. A lot of the humane societies are requesting people to come in and help them out. That's a great um, idea. Something, you could foster a pet yeah. for just during the crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so another thing is you can give yourself a scalp massage, um, a warm bath, or even just holding a warm beverage release those oxytocins and one of my favorites is I um, instruct my clients to put both your hands on your heart just cross your hands and then remember a time when you felt really nurtured or safe or cherished with someone that you know it could be a partner or a parent or a friend and just that one moment and hold that thought while you hold your hands over your heart for about a minute and it makes a big change in your mood that's great so checking in with yourself kind of before and after to see if it helps mm-hmm. and move you to a different, a different space. That's Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. So it, it sounds like part of what you're talking about really is self care. Um, how can singles practice self care, healthy habits of self care during this time? Yeah. So singles need to be especially careful because of the isolation. It could be really easy to fall into bad habits. I mean, nobody's, asking you, did you get dressed today? Nobody's asking you, did you eat today? You know, or nobody's even noticing if you did. So Wait, and this is a, every day is a bad thing. <laughs> just, just ask right? for a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, additionally, when we have greater stress, you know, our brain's ability to make good decisions is impacted because in the stress response physiologically, the prefrontal cortex goes offline. So, it's really important that we take care of our brain. You know, I mean, I have clients going, asking me, what if I get ill? What if I lose my job? You know, and so that's, their stress is definitely increased. So just some basics we've all heard, you know, slow down and breathe deeply. You know, I love the formula four, six, eight, where you breathe in slowly for the count of four, you hold that breath for the count of six, and then you slowly exhale for the count of eight. So again, that's four, six, eight. That's a great one to to practice. Hold for six and then out for eight. Correct. Yeah. And do it at least three times. But in addition, it will help you at night if you do it 
um, more than however long it takes, it will help you get into a deeper sleep. So that's a great advantage because sleep is another one of those things that we need to make sure we are practicing not staying up till three, watching news or binging on, you know, whatever show we're on, whatever. We need that proper rest. We need to keep a schedule, you know. Um, if you're working from home, get up at the same time every day. It may not necessarily be the same time you would get up on a, and when you were commuting to work, but make sure you have a schedule. And make sure that schedule allows time for breaks. Because you won't be, it won't take as long to do your work as it possibly did before. Um, another good thing is to watch your nutrition and your hydration. Again, we want, your brain is under stress right now, so we want to make sure it gets everything that it needs to perform its um, best ability. And then finally, I would say spend some time outside. I mean, there's something about being in nature. It just reminds us that there are seasons. And so especially where we are now, spring is just in full bloom. And so that's so encouraging. It just gives us hope that the winter will be over. And so like this crisis, it's going to be over. And then things are going to go back to normal. That's great. I was talking to a client the other day about a research study that I read um, where they documented that 30 minutes of exercise a day, if you can just get your heart rate up where you're sweating a little bit, is actually equivalent to taking a low dose of an antidepressant. So when you think about what we have access to right now to do that's helpful for our bodies, I love, I always put exercise at the top of the list. And you don't have to be a triathlete in order to get some exercise. Like you said, the weather's kind of turning right now feeling better outside even if it's raining you know most of us aren't going to melt so go outside walk we got great hills in atlanta to be able to get your heart rate up on um so i think it's absolutely really good tip right there yeah and you guys thought it was so interesting in china they were talking about that they're able because everybody stopped they're able to see the hear the birds and just notice that and i think that just going out and seeing something like that that's will lift your mood in such a way. And that's just a positive experience that will help sort of balance those negative experiences, right? That's so great. So as, uh, as we're wrapping up here, um, I know one of the things that we had talked about uh, before we started recording were just some questions for people um, to consider during this time and be able to, to be reflective on. So talk to me about that. How, when we have some time to consider different things, what would you suggest people think about? Well, the first thing I want to say though is that for singles, um, or anybody really, but I think singles, especially to limit your exposure to news and social media. Um, a lot of the ads that I'm seeing on TV now, um, it's all about bonding with your families and, you know, that can really feel lousy, you know, that your family and friends are, you're not with them. And also I think the news is just full of a lot of doomsday scenarios. And so we're going to have a tendency to fixate on potential threats. So we want to limit that. We want to um, make sure that we're just thinking news for maybe once or twice a day update. That's really all we need. And just to find out practical steps that you can prepare yourself. And one other thing I would say is it might be better for some to read the news rather than to watch it because sometimes those images of people in hazmat suits and going in and out of um, hospitals and overflowing hospitals, you know, that's hard to forget. And it, that tends to stick with you a little bit longer. So I'd say probably reading might be a little better than watching. Um, 
But on a positive note, you know, hey, when we have this additional free time, ask yourself, you know, what is work been keeping you from doing? You know, this is a time to be grateful for what you have, um, family and friends and talents in your home, and um, to also think about, you know, maybe finding a a, um, rediscovering a passion that you haven't had time for in the past or doing those projects that you've been putting off on the back burner or my stack of books. I'm looking forward to being able to read those now that I have a little bit more time. So, and just ask yourself finally, um, how would you like to use this experience to change your life? That's great. I, I love you the positive mm-hmm. change. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. And oh, one final thing that I just want to mention is try to take some time to reach out to someone else, you know, Focus on um, being focusing on being compassionate reduces our anxiety. So if you can find someone else that um, may be in more need than you at the moment, it feels really great and it helps to deal with that anxiety and, and possible depression. And super helpful. Thanks for taking the time to come to us live from sure. your closet in Peachtree City. <laughs> we really appreciate Thanks so much that. for organizing. <laughs> I love I love some of the points you've given us, especially around just acknowledging how challenging it is and um, how to really practically take care of yourself. So thank you for that. Um, uh, for our viewers out there, continue to tune in and we will be bringing you more content soon. Take care. <laughs>